Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the 414 Deli. It's your boy, Cisco. As always, with your boy, Ryan. Hey, what it do? What it do? How's it going, bro? Man, I'm a little... Weather? I'm a little under the weather, so y'all might hear a little sniffling, some coughing, maybe me blowing my nose. I apologize, but yeah, we don't have a mute button yet. Yeah, I don't have a mute button, so I uh, actually hold on. I'm gonna test this out. I'm gonna te- I'm count to ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Did us? Did you hear me all the way to ten? Yep. Dang, that button don't work then. All right, I have a button on these. I've never tried it. I might, I just it, might not be doing it. It did not work, right. but our <laughs> listeners now know how to count to 10. So I hey, do appreciate it. Hey, I do, I do these things. I do this for y'all. Professor. You know? Um. So we got a little different. We got a mixed bag. A buy one, get one today at the deli. Yeah, or just a mystery <clears throat> meat bag. Right. <laughs> it's called the mystery meat bag. We are the I deli. Hope- I hope y'all here for the mystery meat. The mystery meat. So essentially, Cisco and I usually get together via text, you know, prior and figure out what we're going to talk about. We just couldn't come to a conclusion this week, but we wanted to give, we wanted to get, honestly, we wanted to get together and just chop it up. Yeah. So we figured why not chop it up and let y'all listen to us. So we're going to rift for about 40 minutes just on sports topics that, uh, I don't know, ranging from much madness to, to... Just the re- recent things going on that are not really Packer or Bucks related. Because, I mean, we have a plan, right? There's We want to talk... The next Packer thing, we're hoping there's either a trade or it's almost the draft, right? That's kind of our... That's what we're looking at. And for the Bucks, we want to have our special guest come back and and do like a, a playoff preview um, so we kind of have set plans for that. So we really didn't know what to talk about, but there's some things that are, have been going on that, you know, we maybe necessarily don't dedicate a whole episode to, so we're just going <laughs> to chop it up and hopefully Ryan don't die over there coughing. Man. Um, yeah. So like, we're going to start the, start it off with March Madness and I'll say, I'm speaking for both of us. March Madness is in my top five events in sports. So, I mean, we talked in, about yeah in in its totality. In the, I, yeah, it's number one for me. Well, see, I really love the World Cup. I really love the Super Bowl, and I actually do like NBA playoffs. Um, and yeah, I actually after think after the first round, maybe. Yeah, I just think the playoffs bring a different dynamic of basketball. But March Madness is definitely top five for any sports fan out there like yeah you can hate basketball but you just love March Madness because it's just like those first two gay first two days are just so electric and well, it's just the unknown right <clears throat> it's not it's not even because one it's one one you got one game if you if you don't get that game then you're done there is no I mean we see it another 16 seed right we saw another 16 to the NBA you know what I mean like you could watch the Bucks against the the Heat he could blow us out two games, and you know it's like, yeah, we 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 could, and then he would come back and win four straight. Well, you know I'd what like I mean? to see, like, yeah, and I'd like to see the stats because personally, I feel like the the teams that win the blowout games in the playoffs in the NBA usually go on to lose the series. Like it's weird, you know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. feel like the Bucks get blown out every series, and then they come back somehow. You know, like they just have that game, whereas. In March Madness, there is no, there is no fucking coming back from nothing. And I think, if I remember correctly, so I'll I'll start off by saying this: I I missed just about all of the first four days because of work. <clears throat> so like, I didn't see shit, and like all I saw like was like first, updates to my phone. The first four days, as in like those Tuesday, Wednesday. No, games, I'm or... talking like the Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday, Sunday. I had. Okay. I had dad duties and homework and I just didn't like, I didn't prioritize the games. Cause I just didn't, I didn't have well, that's, time. I mean, it, those first two days for sure are hard. If you got shit going on, because at any given point, you could have three games on at the same time. The only game I watched 
in its entirety was the Marquette game, which I can talk to a little bit because I, I do want to bring it up a little because I got a a real failure on the on the Marquette level. And I know <coughs> for the listeners out there, like most people don't know, Cisco is not a Marquette fan. Yeah, um, one homer. I'm not. I don't ride with. I'm a Marquette fan, but I'm a bigger Wisconsin fan. So like, if they're playing each other, obviously it's Wisconsin. If Marquette's playing. Anybody other than Wisconsin, I usually, I'll root for Marquette. But, I mean, we saw another 16 seed win this year, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's what, 2018 was the first one when Virginia went down. So Who went down this year? Purdue. Purdue, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Purdue. My, my, one of my buddies at work, that's his, well, his team is Indiana, but he's from Indiana. But he was like, Purdue's got what it takes to take all the way that night, dude. I got like the fucking notification <laughs> shot him. They I just shot him. I just shot him. I just shot him eye emojis. Like, I see you. Yeah. And I mean, like, so when you think about that, right, just in the last five years, we've seen two number one seeds go down in the first round, which is, has never been done before, right? That up until 2018, that has never happened, and the tournament has been around since 1939. So when you think about it like that, like that's a lot of years of number one seeds. You're basically coming in thinking like this is a gift bag, right? Like we're not ever going to lose this game. Like getting the number one seed is kind of like a bye week, right? Like, yeah, we're going to come smoke these guys, whatever. Like, But now it's a little different. And I think that's just, like, the magic of the tournament. Like, you don't – you could have a team of, of guys that are just underrated. You're in a small conference. You don't get that, that TV play. And, you know, maybe, you know, you don't have the most talented guys. But if there's anything that you could learn watching the tourney, watching March Madness, is that in college, it doesn't – having a star player or even just like how Kentucky used to do, right, you have – four one and dones because these guys are just coming they're going to go to the nba right away you got the best talent it doesn't always equate to a championship it doesn't but they did win a championship with that model so it goes back to like how many championships do you need to be successful and i'd i'd argue you need one you know as a coach like you need one and and you can go down in that program's history as the greatest coach ever yeah Um, if you think about it how hard I guess I mean sports equally, but I think in the tournament, when you when you talk about from the coaching perspective, you're you're up against potentially what is there? How many teams to start? Sixty four. Sixty eight technically. All oh, the playing games now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, but I, it's I it's know. not even easy to get in. No. You know, no, like as we've seen because the the Badgers couldn't get in. Badgers didn't get in, and they were like the eighth team in the Big Ten, and you could argue like, oh, you're not even top eight, top seven team in your conference, but like Big Ten's a good conference, you yeah. know? So it's like, they're just cutthroat. It's very cutthroat. <clears throat> and that's when like league play for those big, those power five conferences really shows like if you play well in league, like you could lose, I think it was Duke. They were like, I don't know, two and six or something going into league play. And then they dominated the ACC and I mean, I watched some of that game too. Theoretically, they should have beat Tennessee, but what I'm like, what I'm getting at is, if you play well in a, in your conference, you don't have to beat like top twenty five teams. You know what I mean? Because you're going to yeah. have that conference play. So, but that's the I, benefit of of the big conference because you don't get that if you're Florida Atlantic. No, or, but you got to win your conference if you if you're yeah. one of them. So, so that's what it's even harder for those guys to get in because they're not you getting. Think, like, if you, if you look at Florida Atlantic, right, they won yeah. 30-something games in their season. But imagine, had they not won their – if I, and I guess I, I'm going to say this. I don't know for sure that they won their conference tournament, but I'm assuming they, they did because even though they had a super great year, they could have been left off for the fact that they're just from a small conference. I see what you're saying, and I actually never thought about it that way until you said that, like – you can be the Mercer, and who did they? Was it? It wasn't Dame. Dame went somewhere else. Who did Mercer have 
couple years back that was just nasty, and they they ended up beating Duke. I'm pretty sure, like a two fifteen oh, or a three four. You know, you know what I'm talking about though. <clears throat> and but here's where I think things change. Like, and this is where I'll argue you one point, or I'll I disagree to an extent. Like you said, like you can have a superstar. I think it's the it's the opposite in March Madness. Like, oh, that's what I'm getting at. Like, it's, oh, okay, I see. You could have an yeah. It's about you the team five and how they star guys going to the NBA the next year, but you could lose in the first round to a team that's been playing together. That's for yeah, yeah, three yeah. Years, but but they know, have like, one guy who can just light it up, like a Steph Curry at Davidson or uh, Dame Lillard at fuck. I'm blanking out. I I know where he went, but but yeah, they 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 shock somebody. But in the end, like when you really look at it. Did they shock them, or is it like <clears throat> this team's just more cohesive? They play together. They're well coached. Maybe not well known coached, but like they respect their coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. Their coach plays their game to the style of their players. So, like, I don't know. I love how stars are born in March Madness. You know what I mean? Like these Miami guards. I didn't know any of their names all year. And I watch, like, I like ACC basketball. I think ACC, personally, I think ACC is the most competitive league. But it's not always the most fun to watch because it, it's it's sometimes slow. Like, Virginia is a very boring team to play watch. Uh, Wake Forest traditionally is a pretty boring team to watch just because they play that, like, we're just going to – they play the Wisconsin type of basketball, like, where we're yeah. just going to wear you down and score 38 points and win 38-36. So – but those two Miami guards, bro, that, that kid can shoot. I don't know what his name is. Not the not Wong, the other one, Plank. Or oh, Plank uh, or... yeah. Is it? It's yeah. It is Plank. I think he he's a transfer. <laughs> he came from that motherfucker has a wet ball. Like he can Kansas shoot maybe, that shit. Baylor. Yeah, or... yeah, yeah. I think he he yeah. came. Whoever they just beat, they just beat Kansas State. But yeah. he came from someone that played them, so he, like he was very familiar with them. And bro, he was he was launching. But no, they played Texas. They played Texas. So he did come from Kansas State. And they played Texas because that guard number 10 on Texas has got a fucking he's got one of the prettiest jumpers I've seen in a long time. Yeah, there's been some good players. Um they've seen some So I got a I got a question for you. Like we're talking about you said that his name is Pac. Pac, Pac. Nigel Pac. Um, so you said, you know, the, the, the landscape of college basketball changed a few years ago. One, it went to the one and done kind of motto. Like, and I think that kind of started more recent than, than the NBA rule changing in 2005. Like, I don't remember like 2010, there being that many one and dones. That was like, and I could be completely wrong. Like John Wall could have been 2010 and that could have been when Kentucky won it all. But my, my point is, <clears throat> what do you think, what do you attribute these lower seeded teams being able to take down these power five conference teams, like in the first, second rounds, or like the FAUs getting to the final four? Because um, they are in the final four, right? <clears throat> yeah. 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 They they play uh, <coughs> UConn, or I mean, you would think I would know this shit, because I, I, well, I actually. it's I, Miami. UConn, FAU, and I don't remember the fourth team. Is it San Diego State? I think it's San Diego State. But even then, two of those four teams aren't Power Five conferences. Yeah. So, like, well, technically, yeah, I mean, is UConn and, and, in a Power? F- maybe. Um. Or did they move out of the? Well, okay. So for sure, you got you got San Diego State, a five seed, playing. Florida Atlantic and nine seed. Those guys aren't from. I don't believe San Diego State is um, a power no, five. No, I, I don't think so either. Um, UConn. Let's see. Where is UConn? Is a part of. Let's see. So it looks oh, they, like they're, they're a part Big of East. Big East. Yeah. But that's not a huge because I mean, isn't Marquette's in the Big East too, right? They are, but I think it's still a power five conference for basketball. Yeah, I mean they have Creighton, Xavier, Providence, UConn. I mean they they got some pretty solid um, 
And then obviously Miami's an ACC. Teams that can play basketball. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, but but your your question was, what do I attribute? Yeah. What do do you attribute the parity in college basketball to? Like, what would you say is the Um, reason we're seeing these lower seeded teams consistent? Because this is now, but this is a consistent thing. Yeah, I mean these these it's it's no longer I feel like even the lower like even being a lower seed it's you're still you're not like as much of a Cinderella as you, as it used to be. You know what I mean? Like you you got you got nine seeds coming in and people are saying, "Well, that's the favorite over Well, I'd even say like you got 13, 12, 13, 14 seeds now winning just about every fucking time. And you're like well, I don't even yeah, want to like be the one, one or you know what I mean. Which is, I don't want to be the four thing. seed. Well, and the seeding, I think the seeding that does change shit, obviously, because you could get a team like, you know, Duke. They get a three or four seed. You know, it's like, oh, there, there really could be a higher seed because of their talent, but maybe just the season didn't shake out that way. But the thing that I'll say that I, I credit it to, is two things. One, you got to give credit to coaching, right? These guys are out here. They're coaching their asses off. I mean, you're seeing even with these these um, lower seed teams, you know, they, and you see it every year too. And, you know, a bigger spot opens, a power five, right? They go for that next level. And usually it's somebody that's had a run in the tournament with their school that they've been at. And then it's a trickle down, right? Because then that mid-tier team, looks at the lower seed team like a FAU or um, I'm trying to think who else had a good run. The, um, that FDU, you know what I mean? They had a little run. They won that first game or whatever. Like, But they look at those coaches and they snatch them up, right? So you, you got to give credit to the coaching. But I really think – Princeton. Princeton, 15 seed, won two games. You know, and so I think you, you got to give it a credit to coaching. Michigan State. I never – take away from the players and i'm going to say the the transfer portal you think okay i could see i i, I agree to that I, and it's I'm not, gonna... it, and like I, and let me click like let me expand on that a little bit because i think when people hear transfer portal they think of the stars the big guys the guys <clears throat> yep that, but that's not everybody is eligible now for the transfer portal and correct me if i'm wrong i mean you you might know some people directly that has have been impacted this way, but how many stories do you hear about guys that say, "I wish I would have went somewhere else to play." Maybe this yeah, coach didn't the- use me right. I didn't get any clock here. I didn't get along with the coach. And a lot of times you brush those guys off like, "No, you're just lazy," or "You just weren't talented enough to get on the court." But we can't ignore the fact that there are politics and in sports everywhere: college, high school. Juco, right? There's it, it happens. Maybe you're <clears throat> maybe you got you know the, the coach doesn't like you before you had to sit out a year. Then you transfer to another school and then you've missed out on a whole year. You know what I mean? You're you're one year older, you're one year not developed because you didn't get any playing time because you had to sit out. Yeah, you get to practice maybe with your team. I don't know the rules of that, but now you don't have that anymore. Now I I can go as a player and <clears throat> say, you know what? Yeah. I, I went to I, I went to Marquette, right? Well, Coach, you could use those me brothers. Shaka, me and Shaka didn't see eye to eye, and so I said, you know what? I I, I went around and I made some more visits, uh, and I went to VCU. And guess what? That that, that I love that coach. I like the style. I like the things. I like the players. I met some of the guys. <clears> you know, shot shot around a little bit. And guess what? I go there, and that coach knows how to use me, maybe differently than another coach. And I'm successful on the court for this guy. Same talent. The talent is still the same. The player is still the same. It's just, and that's where I give that correlation to the coaching. But now guys aren't having to wait so long. And it's not, you don't have to give up either too on your dream. Because a guy could say, well, shit, man, I'm a junior. I got to sit out a year by that time. You know, because let's be honest. I never liked having to sit out a year. Yeah, this didn't make sense. And, and and talent talent comes it it's it doesn't stop. Your talent is coming every year. You got new talent coming. So instead of having to wait a year and then you get on the court, and guess what? The the recruit that they got, uh, the freshman is 
better than you. So now they're just like, well, we don't need this guy at all anymore because we still got the forward that returned last year, plus this freshman's balling out. So now this guy's done, and you just sat out a year, and now you're not playing again. Yeah, and I would actually say I, I agree with that wholeheartedly, and I, I always hated the sitting a year, and this is the particular situation I hated it was, and I'll use Shaka Smart as an example. <clears throat> I don't remember who they fired. I think it was was it Wojciechowski? Yeah. Or was so. okay. So they fired Wojo, and and we're talking about Marquette here for those that don't don't know, and his style of coaching or his style of play is very different from Shaka Smart, right? Yeah. So Shaka Smart comes and those two brothers, and I can't remember their names. One went to Michigan State, one Hauser. went to Virginia, the Housers, and one now plays in the NBA, and one just beat Marquette in the suites, uh, the uh, 32? Yeah, I think yeah. so. <laughs> but my point is, like, those kids can play, but they they didn't – they saw a different coach coming in and they didn't like the philosophy. Like, the offense was changing away from what yeah. they thought it should have been. Why the fuck should they have to stay at a school that they weren't recruited to technically? Were yeah, they recruited to the school? That's not what they really signed up for. Yes, that's but exactly. So, and you can't be like, oh, well, the older Hauser brother should have stayed, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I, I actually hate that they left because I thought they were super talented. And... Like, I, I mean, hate that they left because... It worked out for both of them because... It, it did for them. It didn't yeah. for my... My point was it made Marquette worse, in my opinion. Like, I, I thought... Mean, I know, they had a pretty good year this year. I don't know if you they did much more. But... So, here's... So, let's go into it. And I'm a vet because this is what pisses me off. I am so annoyed at that game. And I don't know if you watched it, but... Oh, I watched it. <clears throat> I'm going to lay out some stats for you. And this... Remember... When I say this, this is coming from the person I'm saying these stats for. Well, actually, <clears throat> I'll tell you the stats and then you tell me what you think of this. Seven points, four rebounds, five assists, two for eight, two for five from three, one for two with six turnovers. What player? Yeah, you probably don't know the exact player, but like – uh. I was gonna guess that the the dude the dude that he was their good like the white dude. Yes, and that's yeah. who it is. But do you know the year he had? Yeah, he was the Big East Player of the Year. Yep. The Conference Player of the Year came out and had a fucking dud. Yep. And they actually when you looked him, they sat him. Well, they should have. Because he was but, worked. And and I'm gonna go back for a second. Vermont, they played. Game one, they blew him out by 17. The man had eight points, three rebounds, four assists, three for 11, three turnovers. Bad time to go cold. Like, bro, you, you're you telling me that you were the Big East player of the year and you decided in March Madness your ass was going to fucking turn into Travis Dina? Like, <laughs> But that's the magic of the tourney, man. I it, you know Yeah, I mean? it's the magic, but also like the fucking disappointment. Because yeah. he, he turns that around and has the games that he's had all year. We could be talking about Marquette still playing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Cause, for sure. Because sure. other and, players stepped up. I, I didn't watch them that much, but like when I the, the times that I did see or, you know what I mean, I saw people posting about him because I'm obviously, if you're from Milwaukee, you're most likely friends on social media with people that went to Marquette or cheer for Marquette. So like that, I mean, they were having a solid-ass year, you know, and like, when I was looking at the bracket, I didn't fill out a bracket. I wanted to enjoy all the games this year, stress-free. Um, but when I was looking at it, I even said to somebody, they were like, oh, I know you hate Marquette. And I was like, man, I don't know, though. They, I think they got a shot to make it pretty far. Because they were the games that I did see them play, they looked, they looked really, really good. And they looked well-rounded. Like they had, like, it was like they had every base covered, I felt. Like they, they were a and solid team. Here's the thing. The guys who maybe weren't the Big East players of the year and just had average years, Cam Jones, that motherfucker balled out both he games. He was balling. And, like, he needed help. You know what I mean? Like, every time we needed a bucket or we needed something, I felt like that Kolick 
cat just turn the fucking ball over. And I was getting so frustrated because I'm like, take this fucking guy out. I don't care if he's the Big Ten or Big East player of the year. Like, yeah. And they eventually so did. They did take him out. He's in his own head. Give the ball to Cam Jones and let him go to work. Yeah. Another, and again, to add to the, the magic of the madness, guys <clears> come <throat> out of nowhere and start balling out and that either gets them drafted or, you know what I mean, they get to be the star player or they transfer and go to another team and get to be the star player. Like, I just the, – the, the the tourney just brings me so much joy. I just – I love so it. So I don't think this is the last time we're going to hear about Cam Jones. I think this is going to put – like, you going off of what you're saying, and I'm using yeah. your, what you're saying as a catapult, I think his March Madness is going – because I think he was a freshman or a sophomore. It's going to yeah, catapult him to to new heights. Like he's his confidence has to be at an all time high. Like, yeah, on the biggest stage, national TV. Like, I I can do this. Yeah, and I don't think this is going to be the last time we hear about this kid. So I guess for you, as a person that would cheer for Marquette, like a silver lining, disappointing because they should have went farther, but maybe they got a star, a guy you'll <clears> see again. Yeah, and I think he's from the city, which I love. You know, like is he? I I hate I hate I'm when dudes from the person, so I don't even pay attention. I hate when dudes from the city go somewhere else. Like fucking Tyler Hero, like he's a bum to me. Like I'll never root for him because, like, well, here's the thing. I don't like him. <clears throat> I don't like him because of what he did. Not I, I don't like him for how he did what he did, not what he did. I don't even get – he's from Tennessee, actually, Cam Jones. But the fact – we'll talk about Tyler Hero for a second. We said we were going to lift y'all, so we just out here spitting. I don't like Tyler Hero because he went to, like, Whitefish Bay, right? Or, like – No, he went was to Whitnall. Whitnall. I knew it was a W. <clears throat> he went to Whitnall, had all this hype, committed to Wisconsin – they didn't coach change. They didn't change philosophy. They didn't change anything. And like last minute, his ass decommits and then commits to t- Kentucky. I fucking I hate him for that. Like yeah, but I think I think now I I'm agree with you because I was mad at that. I I was, and it's funny because so a little story about that when I went to uh, an AAU tournament uh, that was at Homestead one year um, and I was there to watch somebody else but he was there and he was playing uh, and Coach Guard was there. I could see him and where the coaches section was uh, and he was there watching him and I thought to myself, this is the guy? Like this is the guy everyone's talking about? Because I didn't think he was that good but I guess uh, the, he was coming off an injury or whatever but I just was like, eh, this guy's not that good. But I was like, well he has a, a that, you know People will give him say he's got swag on the. Court. I was gonna say he does have swagger, like he yeah. has this. So I was he like, has a mop. That would be good for Wisconsin because when's the last time we had somebody like that? You know, that's like, why I was so upset. He had yeah. like the personality that I thought Wisconsin needed. You know what I mean? Like the guy yeah. who was gonna talk trash, but also like back it up. And like, don't get me wrong, the dude's a talented player. Yeah, 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 you don't, yeah. You know, it's you're not, not the sixth man of the year because you're a bum. You know, like, yeah. he's the NBA sixth man of the year. The dude can hoop. But, like, I just don't, like, to me, that's, like, lack of loyalty. Yeah. You know, like, like Wisconsin would have. Who knows, though? Because who knows? You know what I mean? You don't know everything that's going I on. I don't know. Thinking, from, hey, from... He, spurned, he's, he spurned us, fuck him, but maybe guard or I don't know. I mean, but you can't blame him either, I guess, too. Like, would you rather play at Kentucky? Especially if you're trying to get to the league. Yeah, I think he did the right thing for him. Yeah, I'm talking from like a Wisconsin fan, he can kick rocks. Yeah, and like the great, the best can. thing about Tyler Hero was a song made, and that's all I care about. Like, song. Yeah, what's his name? The rapper. He made a song named Tyler Hero. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I ain't heard that one. You can miss me with that one. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> no, you know let, it's let super me... famous. Like you. Let, let me ask you something uh, before, because I feel like we, we want to jump and talk about Wisconsin basketball. Jack Harlow. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't have him. I, don't I know you don't fuck him. with Jack Harlow, but that's it's the best not that thing. I, I, I just never listen to him. So. Hey, hey, my 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 comment stands. The best thing about Tyler Hero is Jack Harlow. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. I don't know. I don't know nothing hey, about it. Hey, eat your mystery meat. God damn it. Let me. Okay, so before we we transition. Charles Barkley said something to the lines of the transfer portal is bad for basketball, for college basketball, and that in, I think he said five years or something like that, five to ten years, you're going to have 25 schools controlling March Madness. They'll, they'll, they'll be the, they'll be just, they'll have a stronghold on the tournament. I don't know how long the transfer portal has been around. But do you do you agree with that? Do you think that that's legit? I guess my argument, my counter argument would be, would you rather have 25 schools that can compete on a yearly basis? Or would you rather have eight? Because I feel like prior to the transfer portal and prior to, <clears throat> I guess, I, I, well, I'm going to back up just a real little bit because I didn't really answer my question to you as much. I think player talent has risen across the board. So you have really good players that aren't highly recruited initially because of maybe size or maybe not a great junior year. Because for those of you that don't know, if you get recruited as a junior, you can blow up as a senior and you're probably going to be very minimally recruited. And you're going to have to start out at a smaller school because like those teams already have, everybody commits their junior year. So I think the talent level of the overall player in high school has gotten to a point where you now have smaller schools getting really talented guys. Does that make sense? So, yeah, I, but I think, and I think that has a connection to the transfer portal too. I, I do. I agree. But so I go back to answering your question. I would rather have 25 schools if, if, if what he says is true, my counter argument is, wouldn't you rather have 25 than eight? Wouldn't you rather have, you know, 25 to 30 rather than the, the Duke, the North Carolina, the Kentucky, the Kansas, you know what I'm saying? Like the North. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, because... I agree with you. I, I think, I think <clears throat> that 25 is a jump up. If you look at the last 20 years. To yeah, hundred percent. To have 25 schools be dominant. I think I that, would rather yes. That, I think it raises the level of play overall instead of just ha- instead of having to wait till the elite eight to get good games. You're gonna yeah. get good games from this from the jump. No, I, I and like you know I was watching the Gonzaga game and I was thinking to myself, there's so many people that are Gonzaga fans now, right? But Gonzaga started off as the Cinderella team. Yeah, and Gonzaga's once you do the program, Cinderella a few times. Gonzaga's People start to go started there. Started as the Cinderella, and they have built themselves, and now they're at a place where they are the favorite. They get the talent. They have guys. I mean, who they, they had? Jalen Suggs, right? You had um, who was Chet Holmgren? Was it Jalen Suggs or was Jalen Suggs? No, I think Jalen Suggs. He was. He went to. I thought was he, yeah, Villanova? he went to Gonzaga. Because it was Chet Holmgren and another guy. They came out in, in the draft, I thought. Yeah, I thought Jalen Suggs was Villanova. It, we'll look it up after. But, but I could point, be wrong. The, Either way. The point is they've, they've built themselves through winning, recruiting, and most likely the transfer portal. Even if it's – even it's look at Wisconsin. They got that Max Klesman guy, right? He was transfer portal. He's not a star player. But he no, was, but he played a huge role. He did, and he was serviceable, and he filled that, like, Brad Davison link or, you know, Ben Bruss kind of link or whatever. You know what I mean? He filled that 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 piece of Wisconsin offense. So, to me, you are – like, we're both right, and they have a connection to each other. The players are more <laughs> talented, but you're now able to see more talent because of the fact that kids don't get stuck somewhere where their talent is being watered down or – being held held underwater, right? They don't even get a chance to come up. Yeah. And so I think that there's a connection, and maybe not uh, 100%, but there is going to be some percentage of these transfer portal kids 
who people didn't think were talented, but another coach said, Hey, I think that guy's talented and I would take him at this school. If you don't, you know, if he doesn't, he's not happy there. And then they're showcasing it. I, I really do think that I think the kids, the talent is there. It's just the, the politics of college basketball keep some of these players down. I mean, and it happens. You see guys in the NBA, they get drafted to a team five years later, they're on another team. And you're like, damn, that team gave up on that guy. But it's, Hey, it, Tobias Harris. Yeah. That, but you know what I mean? So I think that I, to the, the, you're talking back to the parody, right? The, and, and why we're having better teams or these lower seeded teams, smaller schools have more competition or be more competitive and have better talent. It's it is it's a connection to both, to there being more talented kids, and being able to get kids to come to your school not just from recruiting, but through the transfer portal. You know, you, and also, you, yeah, and yeah, I agree with you. And and like, there's something to say about opportunity. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like some kids just need opportunity, and <clears throat> some kids might stay in their hometown. And they realize like, oh, this was a bad idea. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they're out fucking around, doing the same shit, not not working on their craft. So, and then they transfer out and they become a star because they had the talent. They just weren't putting in the work. Yeah. Well, yeah, just like you said, opportunity. And so, so with all that, right? We come, we fast forward. This is I have the direct the, the direct quote from Charles Barkley in regards to the transfer portals. It's a travesty and a disgrace. I'm so mad now how we can mess up something that's so beautiful. We can't pay all these players. And I don't I don't think they are paying all these players. Not every player is getting money from the NIL deals. You know, cuz and I think it was a reference to Miami cuz I believe Miami got that that uh well I know we just figured out his name but Pack because of an NIL deal. Uh, <clears throat> like ultimately, but is it a bad? Yeah. He transferred from Kansas State, got this NIL deal, and went and chose to go to Miami. But everybody has the same opportunity to do it. In a yeah, sense. and I guess my thing is like, why is it a bad thing? No, because look, he left Kansas State. Look how good they did. Yeah. I mean, they weren't bums. No, but they, my... maybe they didn't even need them. You know, my thing so, is, though, like, why is it a bad – like, my, that would be my question to Barkley is, like, why is it a bad thing? Like, why is more parity or more competition <clears throat> holistically in college basketball a bad thing? And, and why would you ever – like, why why would you attribute it to being a negative? Yeah. He said in the next like, three to five years, we're going to have 25 schools that's going to dominate the sport because they can afford players. I, and I, I disagree with that because I think – Let's okay. Let's be honest, and Charles Barkley should know a little bit better about this. I think these kids are getting paid somehow anyway <clears throat> at these bigger schools. Yeah, I would argue Miami isn't the only team going. <laughs> let's pay whatever. Blah blah. Yeah, I, I all agree the, with you. these schools. Even if you look at the football, Texas, Oklahoma, LSU. Alabama, Miami, Florida State, probably. Um, who else can we throw in there? Tennessee. I mean, okay. I mean, I think you can throw every Michigan, SEC team. Uh, Ohio State. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, <laughs> all of them have the same. All these teams are doing it. They have the same opportunity. Don't don't come at me and say one team's got an advantage over another because those teams are loaded with money. Whether it's from bo- boosters internal it doesn't matter to me like to me that's a that's a moot point like everybody has money yeah in college college sports and and do the bigger schools have an advantage with the nil stuff because they have more money than a florida atlantic sure yeah sure but they they might get their first pick at a at a at a guard but guess guess what you can only play three or four guards on your team so at a certain point with it goes back to what we talked about with the talent rising, the talent pool rising. Hey, that fifth, sixth best guard, that dude's not a schlub anymore. Maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, they were like, oh, I guess we got to settle for this guy. But it's like, no, now we got this four-star athlete because he has nowhere else to go. Like, you know what I mean? Like, theoretically, he has nowhere else to go. 
and we're a good fit. So yeah, and I would argue that it's now NIL and transfer portal have now become the advantage of everybody because before in the in the eighties and nineties, no team could pay unless it was those top whatever twenty schools. Yeah, and you couldn't even nobody it. got paid, but fuck that. Running a, a you know RB one that goes to Alabama and becomes RB three. He's doing that because maybe, hey, you'll be RB1 at some point, right? But here, we can give you this. Whereas yeah, well, how, uh, how many times? A&M can't give you that. But guess what? Oh. Now, because of the talent, right, you, you, were, you came in as RB3 for some money. By the time it was your chance to be RB1, this next guy came in as a freshman, and he's running all over the place. So guess what? You're RB2 or 3 again. You're not waiting that long. <coughs> Yeah, and, and I'd argue that. Here now, and you could say, fuck it, I'm gone, and I'll be RB1 at another school. Maybe it's not a, as big of a school, but with social media, with streaming, with these TV deals for even maybe some of these smaller conferences, there are more ways to get noticed. You, somebody puts you on a fucking TikTok because you had a 100-yard punt return for a touchdown. All of a sudden, your school's on TV. Yeah. You know, even if it's just once. I think the, the the appeal is still there. It's not it's not going to lock down and say that you're going to have 10 of the top uh, 30 or 40 kids going to Duke. They're still they're not going to be able to get all 10, you know what I mean? Like that's just that's just going to be ridiculous. And even then when you do get it, the talent that's there, they can transfer and go somewhere else and they go to a Providence or a FAU or you know what I mean, wherever Iowa State or some shit. So I don't know. I'd always, I'd I'd also say, I think it's foolish too, but I'd also say (laughs) kids see nowadays that there's other people getting drafted out of these small schools. I don't, I don't have to go sit behind somebody at Alabama to get seen. I can go to a fucking old dominion. Yeah. Or central Florida. Yeah. It's just, it, it like social media has changed that a lot. Yeah. The opportunity, like you said, to go back to the word you use, opportunity. There are more opportunities for all of this shit now. So now it doesn't matter. You don't have to go to Alabama to to get to get paid or to be noticed because you could go on Instagram and you'd be like, "Damn, this guy uh, hurdled eight guys. Where does he go to school?" All of a sudden, five thousand people are following you, watching your games. Your school is becoming a little bit more relevant. You get some highlights on ESPN. Well, let's not. ESPN doesn't show highlights anymore like they used to. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I just yeah. I and just, I'd say I that teams it's... teams are less uh, like scared of drafting from small schools now as well. Yeah, because the talent, the talent's everywhere. You know, and again, it's. I think what you said too is, you you would almost be happy that there would be 25 dominant schools as opposed to the same eight, right? Because like you said, let's let's name them. North Carolina, right? Duke, Kentucky. Kansas, Kentucky. Kansas, I or, mean, back you know, in the Michigan day, Syracuse. Or, you know, Michigan State's a pretty – or Michigan, well, yeah, you got to throw one just, of them in. Just look at where the big coaches are. The Tom Izzo's, the, you know, yeah. Coach K's, the, the fucking John Calipari's. I forget the Kansas coach's name. But, like, those were the teams Bill traditionally. Yeah. Bill Self, like that – Brought in the high recruits that just dominated the sport. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just, I, when I saw that, and I like Charles, I, I do, I like listening to him when, to, when he does the TNT, the NBA games. But I just thought, I said, you know, I think it's a little closed minded because of, of the era that they came from. You know what I mean? They came, they came well, from, they came from a, a shut up and dribble era. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I don't agree with his assessment. I agree with, I do somewhat agree with his, the point he's trying to make. He doesn't make it well, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like he doesn't like the fact that I don't think a lot of older players like NIL because, you know, they, they were not like, I didn't get it. You don't need it. And I don't think that's the right thing, but I do understand. I'm trying to put myself in his shoes. Yeah. Well, it's a fun thing. It's to see, People taking selfies and, you know what I mean, promoting promoting the school and promoting brands and doing TikToks and Instagrams and commercials and 
it's it's foreign to them. They didn't see that. That's not something they were a part of or experienced. Hell, some of them didn't even experience that a whole lot in the NBA because you had maybe one or two guys, right? You had like Magic and Bird, then you had Jordan, and that like it wasn't everybody. It wasn't. I got a I got a good question for you. I yeah. got a good one for you. <laughs> and we'll probably wrap it up soon for the listeners out there because uh, my ass needs to get to bed so I can feel better. Do no you mystery. think? No mystery meat. This was all one meat. <laughs> I mean, hey, but we said we were just going to lift, and I didn't think we had a ton to talk about when it came to this. But I thought, hey, personally, I think this has been a great episode, my, my guy. Um, <clears throat> do you think Colorado in the next five years is a national championship contender? In oh football. man, for football, for football. Uh, you want for those of the people that don't know, Deion Sanders is the new coach there. Yeah. Um, he's also brought in some transfer, uh, some some kids through the transfer portal that are uh, pretty pretty talented guys, uh, including his his own son as a quarterback. Um, man, I tell you what, I I know that he coached. At a at a smaller school, uh, a HBCU, maybe not playing against the best of talent, but right, we talked about there's talent everywhere just because it's a small school or a small conference. Um, I I honestly, I'm gonna be honest with you, people are gonna credit his success maybe to his name, but I listened to him on the on the pivot. I think it was he was on the pivot with Ryan Clark. Uh, and I've listened to other interviews. I've seen quotes from him, and I just I think he's just a a good he's he's a good coach. He's a good dude, I think, and yeah. I think these players yeah. respond to him because because not only did he have success at the highest level, like real like big success, not just like you know Jordy Nelson success. This guy was a, a fucking megastar. He he was he a hall played, of he's a hall of famer. Hall of famer I mean, played baseball, <clears throat> two sport athlete. Um. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, he's got so much going for him, but I think the kids respond to him well. And I wouldn't, I don't want to say national championship because I feel like. A national championship contention. Do you think he'll be like, if they'll be in that, what is it? It's moving to eight teams, I think. Do you think he'll be in the discussion? Like, you know, the top 10, top 12 of where like, hey, do we put Colorado there? You know, yeah. not not, not win a national championship, but be in that be discussion. <clears throat> what was the time frame again? Repeat that. In the next five years, so that gives them that gives them a, really a cycle, if you will. Like three years, three, theoretically, is a cycle for the yeah. college football because you can then leave for the NBA, NFL. Um, and I'm just curious your take on it because I think talent-wise, in the NCAA football. We're starting to see a little more parity, but like the Georgias, the Alabamas, the Ohio States, like for the unforeseen future, they're still going to reign supreme to an extent. But I could see Colorado being a dark horse in the next five years because well, let's, of let's 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 look at some at some factors or, or maybe just one factor that I want to look at. Their their conference is the Pac-12. Pac-12 are going to have two of their strongest teams leaving to come to the Big Ten. Okay. USC, right? No, and UCLA, right? Those are the two teams, I believe. I think so, yeah. Um, So, to me, those are are two pretty pretty big teams, like, in terms of programs. um, So... I, I would say, yeah, I would say, yeah, because then they're in a power five conference, even if those two teams leave, it's still probably going to be considered a power five con- uh, conference. So if they can win their conference, I think they have a shot at that in that playoff. I think they got to go undefeated. You could even lose one game, though, if they expand to eight teams. I think they'd have to lose to a pretty damn good team. And that's where I think things are going to change, Cisco. Here's where I think they're going to change. <coughs> Nobody, no Alabamas, Arkansas, and maybe not Arkansas, but like Georgia, Clemson, Florida State. I don't know. Name the the habitual good team, top ten teams. 
they didn't want to go play Colorado in non-conference. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now you might see a Colorado versus LSU week one because, hey, it's prime. Like, they want him yeah. on TV. They want him on TV. So I could see things changing for them in ways that we don't see, like their schedule opening up, the transfer portal, people seeing how he runs his team, people seeing how he's making them men. Now, I, I like his coaching style. Everything I've seen from him, I'm like, I like this guy, right? Accountability. That's like his biggest Accountability. Thing. Like, you're not going to come in here and fuck around. You're going to come in here and be a ball player. You're going to, well, you're going to come in here and be a student and then be you're going to be, a, be yeah. a man and then you're going to play ball. I'll bench your ass in a heartbeat if you don't come in here and do what you're supposed to do. And I think, like, personally, I think we need more of that instead of, like, these – and I'm not trying to, like, shit on anybody. That, that's not what this is meant for. But, like, kids coming in and expected that they're given the world because they can run a football. Yeah. And it's like, <clears throat> hey, you got to earn it. You still have to earn it. And I think he's going to force his players to earn it. And, and I'm excited. Like, I'm excited. I don't – how long – okay, second question. How long do you think he stays at Colorado? You think he lasts five years? Uh, I, I don't man. It's hard because I just feel like he's, he's going to be successful. So now yeah. I think he stays there. <coughs> but if he builds that program up and they do become – they do become um, those contenders, you know what I mean? Or they, they become what – obviously – it's not going to take much for them to be more competitive than they were before because they suck. They, they're a shitty-ass team before. So, but I think he's going to be successful enough. And if you look around, uh, I mean, let's say, okay, you have uh, Nick Saban, right? You would think he's got to be close to maybe retiring sometime in the near future. I'm not saying two or three years, but if that program opens up and, and Dion has success at Colorado, you would be dumb not to go for him. I think the money. there's very few SEC schools that if they would uh, reach out after year three, I think you'd, he'd probably jump. Um, and if, the reason I, I say that, years, I, he'd have to have success right away. Like I think he's years. using Colorado as a stepping stone to get to a power five conference and show that he really is something. Cause I just don't one, I don't see the PAC 12 being possibly the PAC 12 for extended period of time. Well, yeah. And, from what I'm reading right now, uh, Oregon, Oregon and Washington, have already been contacted by the big 10. Um, and then Colorado, Arizona state, um, and two other schools have been contacted by the Big 12. So if he goes to the Big 12, he's got Texas, Oklahoma, uh, Iowa State. Like, you got no, some guys. Texas is going to the SEC. Oh, yeah, Texas Texas is moving. So I, ju- I see him jumping to the SEC at some point. I personally see him moving to the SEC at some point. But maybe not in the next three years, but I don't see him being like the guy at Colorado – and he could build this program in the next four to five years and do like contenders. And then I see him leaving. I mean, what if he because... builds his own Alabama though? What if Colorado then becomes, you know, what I, I guess I, I obviously I don't know the guy, but if, if you're Dion and you have success at Colorado to the point where you're getting the top recruits, you're competitive, every year and you're dominating say you're dom say you start dominating why leave why not build a legacy i don't know i don't i don't turn colorado from the shittiest literally they suck they they are like hor- they were horrendous and then turn them into an alabama or even a clemson like what what Dabo's done down there you know yeah I, mean? I think that would be why interesting leave? but why do you leave I don't know if I, I'm not, I'm not saying I guarantee he leaves. I just see it being used as a stepping stone. <laughs> I hope he doesn't. Like, I hope he turns that program into something special and stays. And, and that's the story, you know, not, you know, fucking 
he just jumps for another big school in the SEC, and now you have another, you know? Yeah. But, but I, mean, I mean, why would be... not Ohio State? Why does that? Why SEC? I mean, he could go. To uh, Ohio State. I just I don't know. I feel like I feel like the Big Ten is competitive to an extent, but they just don't get the respect. Okay. And I think he'd want to be on the big stage. Like when it's all said and done, he loves the limelight. Like, let's be honest. Like, he does. And that's, that's okay. Yeah, fine. <laughs> you know? That's okay. Like, yeah. I'm fine with that. Like, nobody, you know, <clears throat> most coaches don't film their first closed-door session with their team and then publish it. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is what he does. He brought yeah. his own media. He brought his own, like, he comes with an entourage. He comes with swag. He comes he's with, building a brand. He's know? building a brand. So, like. I don't know if Ohio State <clears throat> I don't know if Ohio State lets Ryan Day go anytime soon. Like I think he's the Well, I mean you already hear the rumors if he doesn't do well and Fickle does good in Wisconsin that they would want to go after Fickle cuz he's an Ohio State guy. I I agree. I don't, I don't see him going. I would if if Prime's going anywhere it's to a, a SEC team. <clears throat> but the fact that he likes the limelight so much makes me think that if he has success at Colorado he might be inclined to stay there because of how much like that will be his. It won't be he's taking over an Alabama legacy. It's he's built his own legacy. And now people are going to want to take over Colorado when he's done. You know what I'm saying? Like as opposed to the other way around where Alabama's going to go for him because they want him because they have this legacy. But that's, yeah. that, then you become Alabama legacy. You You kind of lose that. Whereas if he builds Colorado, that's that's going to be a prime legacy. He built that. He did that. Because, again, not to shit on them, they suck. They've been a shitty-ass team for a long time. Yeah, I guess my thing is, like, it's easier to build a legacy at a school, like, and I don't know the SEC well enough, so I could be completely off here, but, like, Ole Miss, because I don't I – don't, I mean, I don't remember, like, coaches' names up there with Saban, Bear Bryant. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it is, then it is in, like, the Big 12 or the Pac-10. Like, <clears throat> well, I don't I even mean, know who any. Who knows? I mean, you might start to see there be less conferences. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, just, at this point, fucking if, do. I mean, if you think about it, if, if what I read, if that happens where now Washington and Oregon join the Big 10 with USC and UCLA <laughs> – like, that's just, I don't know. They might as well just have one fucking football league or some shit like that. I, don't I know. was going to say, don't even do scheduling prior. Make that shit week to week. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? I don't know. But I just think that for him, it would mean more to build a legacy and continue it and have people want to be the successor to your, what you built, rather than going to an Alabama or a Georgia you know, I think from a fan's at the same perspective, time, where's he from? He's from Florida, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. <clears throat> from a fan's perspective, I'd love to see that, but I just don't see him staying at Colorado. Yeah. I mean, I guess the one thing I could give him, if he went to Florida State where he played. Yeah. And I mean, that program over. Because they were pretty, well, I think they were better this year, but they, they've they had, had some down years. From what they, yeah, yeah. Like when, uh, when Jameis Winston, hey, that's Bowen? the last was time it... they were. Bowen? Was that his name? Who is the legendary coach? Bowden. 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 Side note before we wrap this up uh, Bucks up 20 with seven in the fourth. Giannis has 38, 17, and 12 on triple 14 double. of it. Last four... week, fucked around and got a triple double. <laughs> On 14 of 18 shooting. A man's out here getting it. Man, and we need that. We definitely need that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, hopefully we get some fucking news on this trade. I'm tired of there just not being anything uh, for the Packers, that is, because we're, we're winded down here. Um I just saw Caitlin Clark won the women's college basketball player of the year. She's a baller, uh, bro. Is she better than the one chick from Oregon? Or was it Oregon? That chick could fucking hoop, bro. Oh, Last year or two years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
no, not Brianna Stewart, right? No, she went no, to she, uh, she went to UConn. Yeah. Um, if you say her name, I know it. Oh. She bro. like was obsessed yeah. with uh, Kobe. Yeah, yes, but she well, was whew, she could hoop, and then she got hurt I, like her first WNBA game. Yeah, but then she, she <clears> then she came out. Yeah, triple double the first game. No, oh, that's gonna bother me. What her, what's her name? But I like I I I I'll, I'll be honest. I've been watching some of the um the women's tourney too, and there's been I I watched some pretty good games, man. There's some there's some uh some girls that can ball. That there's a uh freshman on South Carolina. She's a hooper, bro. She like she has the hooper swag too. Like the way she even just like I like the way she's dribbling around like the way she shoots. I was like, "Man, I like watching her play." Cuz it, you know, like I feel like sometimes the game is slow. It's like watching a Wisconsin game, I guess they're slow as hell too, like but no, she could ball. But no, I, I, Brianna um not Caitlin Clark is a baller though, bro. I'll have to check it out. He's a hooper. All right, bro. Um, well, let's wrap this up. This was a good episode. I was glad we did Yeah, that. yeah. Oh, like, real quick, because I know you wanted to a- at least ask this, and not that we have to elaborate on it, but do you think Greg Gard is the coach for Wisconsin? Uh, no. I don't I want to elaborate too far, but you can't go nine and a half minutes in the second half straight without a fucking field goal. I'm sorry, man. Like that, you got to do that, something. That final play, and, and for people that don't know, the Badgers were in the NIT, not the March Madness we wanted, but they lost yesterday. They scored 13 points in the second half after scoring 41 in the first, and they went. What was that? Say that stat. The last nine nine minutes and like 18 seconds without, without a point. Without a point. And lost by what? Two. Uh, yep. And lost by two. Disappointing for sure. No, I don't think he's the coach, man, but um, I don't we know. Had talent. Looks like we got some decent recruits coming, but he's just not – I don't know. He's not it, bro. I, we need somebody – we need to change our style, man. We need to get a little flashy, man, because kids don't want to come there to play. Yeah. Fucking passing the ball 18 times on that final play. Like, bro, shoot the fucking ball. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bro. I'm a <laughs> being a Badger basketball fan is tough. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna let you good yeah, episode. Let you of the rest, bro. Hope you feel better. I'll holler. Thanks, man. Holla. Peace. Peace. <laughs>